Hello, everyone. This is Jacqueline Jacks for the Daily Jacks on AVA Live Radio. Today, we're talking about Spotify. Spotify is finally building a tip economy for artists. I'm going to tell you all about that as well as why Joe Rogan actually got more subscribers despite the cancel culture campaign against him. Spotify goes all in on podcast for video. And also, we've got some really interesting stories about Spotify Play lists and things that are going on on the platform this and so much more coming up on jack's daily so stay tuned it may surprise you to know that only fifty thousand artists made over ten thousand dollars on spotify in 2021 you may think that sounds like a good amount of money to make but it's really not if you think about how much work time and energy goes into making music and how few artists actually get paid According to a recent report I was reading from Loud and Clear, Spotify shows that only 52,600 artists have generated more than $10,000 on the streaming platform in the past year. Only 1,000 of those artists generated under a million dollars and 450 generated over a million dollars. So you can see how small the ratio is because if you're talking about artists on a platform of 8 million artists streaming music, that is such a small amount of people to be earning a large income and even smaller amount to be earning just $10,000 a year, which you cannot make a business nor a life on $10,000 a year. We all know that. The artists coming in over $3 million for the year amounted to only 130 artists, which you can imagine who, which ones those are, right? Like Drake, Beyonce, Ed Sheeran. You know, I don't even need to name them. I'm sure I don't. There have been additional reports claiming that many of the artists are not receiving their royalties because Spotify pays directly to the rights owners, which are the labels and publishers typically. But it's really not their fault. There was also a high percentage of unclaimed royalty checks because of the long time delay. As much as six months, a year, even a year and a half before a check actually reaches an address. And during that time, a payee could move leaving plenty of unclaimed royalties on the table. And some people don't even register for the royalties, believe it or not. There's still a lot out there. And there's actually services out there that are just trying to match up all of these unclaimed royalties with the rights owners. On the positive side, though, Spotify is dipping in artist tipping on the platform, enabling musicians to add a link to their profiles for fans to donate either to them or their favorite charity. The product is called Fan Support. It's renamed from the previous Artist Fundraising Pick tool. I didn't use it when it was Artist Fundraising Pick either, and that was a terrible name. <laughs> the payments are being handled by an external partner, though, instead of the traditional Spotify royalty system. So perhaps, and I don't know this for sure, but perhaps the royalties will be getting to the artists a lot quicker. Still, I mean, I keep thinking that why are artists still not using Facebook groups with a PayPal in order to get tipping or YouTube live? When you build a YouTube channel, you can live stream on YouTube. You can play your own music and people can tip you right there through all different kinds of like stickers and things like that. So if you get to that point on YouTube, 
I would think that video would be much more effective in receiving tips. However, Spotify is building this area and who knows, maybe they will get video. I would say that they would have to in order to compete. But listen up. It is said that more than 200,000 artists are currently using the tool, but the bigger news is what the company is planning to do with it because if they rebranded the addition of um, the Spotify Live feature, then why don't they, and they're going to add the tipping, then why don't they add video, right? Because Spotify Live feature is formerly known as the Spotify Green Room. And it's now testing the ability for artists to host their own live rooms in the app. Now, right now, it is like there's really not a lot of people in there. There's a few groups that listen and then they kind of listen very passively. You can't really talk much because if you talk to them, then uh, not a lot of them are even paying attention. They're just kind of listening. The end goal would be probably to sell merchandise, concert tickets, and even tips and donations inside their own rooms. But right now it feels a lot less interesting than a Facebook group or an Instagram live or a YouTube live because you don't have that video component. At the same time, it's like, don't we want the video as well as the audio if somebody is going to be receiving tips or streaming? Because I feel like technology has come further than just audio, right? Even though I do get there's a level of people that don't want to be seen or feel uncomfortable on video. That might be for them. However, I still feel that if you're in the entertainment business, you need to embrace video and figure out a way to do that. But anyway, we'll see how that technology rolls out. The tip economy on social platforms has been on the rise, especially with apps like Twitter and YouTube and all the rest, Twitch, right? So I can see why Spotify would want to add this addition. But again, I still feel like it's got to have video eventually. It makes sense that Spotify wants to get musicians on the platform, though, inviting their fans to these rooms. This is, I think, going to be a way for them to one up on Apple or some of the other technology that is preventing them from raising their prices. I mean, let's just face it, $9.99 for your subscription, it's not a lot. I easily think that they could raise that to $12.99 or $14.99 with the caveat that the artists are going to get paid more in royalties if we pay more. Because I feel like when I'm on Spotify, The tools are great. It's advanced technology. There's a lot of artists. I would like to encourage every artist to be on it, you know, and I'd like to see them being paid more for the streams. In this way, it would kind of like brighten up Spotify, right? It would make it more of a positive rather than any negative that it's been getting in the last few years. This also is going to increase the amount of paid subscribers for Spotify, Um, because it helps that bottom line if they have more things to do on the platform, especially if artists are going on there, live streaming, inviting their fans, fans go ahead and end up, you know, connecting with the artists through that app. So therefore they do maybe a subscription so that they don't have ads. And then that kind of works for everyone. But we've all known for a while that the amount of people on different streaming apps is going to cap at some point. So streaming apps are all going to have to work really, really hard offering these unique experiences and user tools so they can keep the audience or pirate an audience 
you know, from subscribers from other platforms. There's only two ways to really do it because we've just come through this massive, massive amount of people pushing to go subscribe because of the podcasts that they listen to getting exclusively on Spotify. But then there's a lot of people that are over on Apple subscribing there and because they like that platform. There's also Tidal. There's also like a lot of other streaming, you know, even YouTube music. There's a streaming one over there. Spotify is also trying to improve its discovery feature. Now, this is something I use 24-7 because I love discovering new music. And I think that there are some pros and cons to the discovery feature currently. Let's go over those. So as far as the Spotify discovery feature, it makes the platform a bit more social if they allow you to share it with your family, friends, you know, and everything else. And so far, if you discover a track and then you add it to your own playlist and then you share it to your Twitter or you share it to Facebook or you share it to Instagram stories, technically you are sharing your playlist, right? You're sharing that with the rest of the people. And then they have to jump from their platform onto Spotify in order to go hear it. Then they have to subscribe in order to hear it without advertising. If they don't have the app, they can't listen to the entire song. So there are some barriers from A to Z, but at the same time, if you want to exist on that platform, typically you will find fans and you will start to evolve a fandom on the platform that uses the platform. The blend feature allows you to mash up your musical taste with your family, your friends, and even artists that you listen to on the platform. So that's a good feature. The enhanced feature infuses the new energy into your playlist by adding a personalized collection of songs to your existing picks. I like that. I think that that's a really interesting way to discover new music. So if you follow people, if you listen to certain kinds of music on there more often, then once a week, it's going to um, fill playlists that are made for you and picked for you. I really like them. I don't think there's enough picks on the playlist. I think they, they could double it easily. But at the same time, it's a good feature. Now, the problem is, is um, coming up in just a second, I'm going to tell you the negative to this feature and how it could really turn badly if we're not careful. But the third feature that I do like is the Canva visual loops. They let you experience songs from your favorite artists in a more powerful way. So through short video, it's like a little trailer that plays against the song when you listen to the song on Spotify. And that trailer sometimes carries over to the Spotify story feature if you share it, which is kind of cool to create a more interesting looking story of your favorite new song or to advertise for an artist. I use it all the time and I like even save the video and then add the music back in. I think it's really cool because it's just visually so much nicer and the technology, you know, that that technology is easily here. So they should be doing more of that. In fact, they should even manufacture them if an artist can't put them up themselves. You should be able to go into your artist profile and choose from some options just to be able to have something on all of your songs. Now being tested though is the addition of Canva loops in a personalized feed that live on your home screen of the mobile app. This to me is really cool because now I would be able to scroll like I'm scrolling through Instagram and see and hear the music visually 
And if they can add lyrics to that, bam, I'm, I'm like home, right? That's actually like something even easier to discover new music on than YouTube. But right now they update daily with about 15 fresh recommendations, which is nowhere near where we need to get to because I literally listened to like 200 of those. One of the biggest negatives on Spotify has recently been the addition of their paid discovery mode. I've talked about this on the Daily Jacks before, but three members of Congress recently wrote to Spotify co-founder and CEO Daniel Eek criticizing him over the company's policy of promoting an artist on this discovery mode platform in exchange for reduced royalty rates. We can all see why this is not a good idea because it's a pay play advertisement. And even though this is an offer and the artist must opt in their song in order to do it, it's coming under heavy criticism for, for its announcement in 2020. The letter from Congress states this, choosing to accept reduced royalty payments is a serious risk to musicians who would only benefit if discovery mode yields more streams for an artist across their entire catalog, not just the track covered by the program. And if two competing artists enroll their newest track in the program, any benefit could be canceled out, meaning that the only benefit goes to the company's bottom line of Spotify. So if, if both, like, if an artist that is competing with an, another artist doesn't do this and the artist that does do it gets more streams but less money, then the artist that doesn't want to give up royalty is now being pitted against one who's willing to do it. And that is really unfair territory, right? It's like it's like pressure. It's like group group bullying. For artists of diverse backgrounds who often struggle to access capital, um, the premise that they may now pay in order to be discovered by new consumers on the Spotify platform is especially a serious problem. They said, we would ask that Spotify publish or on a monthly basis, put a list of names, tracks enrolled in the program and the royalty discount agreed upon. The letter continued. I don't really know what that would do because as a consumer, I feel like my bottom line is if I'm on the app for 30 minutes looking to discover new music, I want to discover really good new music. So if they start using discovery mode to fill it with tracks that aren't necessarily good or that I really want to hear, the problem is, is that I'm going to stop listening on discovery mode because if every artist can buy an ad, the problem with that is that you're now not getting that placement based on how good the artist is or how much of a good fit he is for you and the kind of music you like to listen to. You're now in a situation where they're just pushing artists in front of you that have paid to get there. And that really doesn't make the listener's experience very good. You know what I mean? It makes you feel like, okay, I don't like this track. Don't like that one. You know, you start skipping tracks. And then before you know it, you go and seek music discovery elsewhere. 
currently on YouTube when you're listening, you know, and they have some paid ads, they show up as like the top three and then they filter um, and they change every time you change your, your page, you reset your page. That might be an option for Spotify because at least if they told you they were paid ads, you would have the option of either blocking them out or just looking at them and listening to the tracks. But I think having them just put into the discovery feature is definitely just disastrous, right? Because we just don't know if that's additionally going to be filtered for our likes and dislikes. And I think that that's where you could easily lose subscribers. It's essential though, that artists that need that, that, uh, that need that placement or artists that need that exposure have some route to be able to cut through the noise. I just think there's got to be a vetting feature or there's got to be a way to do it that um, is just more transparent, you know, and it actually, it's, it's not like a blind choice. I also think that this is really just such a big issue with royalty rates. I feel like so many artists are going to be pitted against each other. And if you don't do it and you don't feel comfortable, you're really never going to be able to feel that you're rising on Spotify from organically being a good artist, putting out great music. I prefer to receive a mix of new arrivals in my discovery feed. Here's what I would like to receive. It's essential. I think I personally keep going to Spotify because I like the music to be sent to me that is a mix of the mainstream artists that I like to listen to or keep track of, those new arrivals. And then I would like on the same list maybe 200 songs by new discoveries, you know, people that I haven't heard yet that I really want to discover or people that maybe I've listened to only once. So a percentage could be people I've listened to once or twice. A big percentage could be people I've never listened to before, not paid or unpaid, just new that fit my my listening habits. And then a, a percentage should be the mainstream. And I, I would like it to be broken up that way. And instead of being under 100, be at least 200, you know, so that I have a big sampling for a whole week of music. Because I think 100 songs in a week is is light. It's very lightweight. You could easily easily blow through those songs if you don't like them really quickly. So my concern is that if I get paid options placed in front of me only, then I doubt that those options are really going to be songs that I'm looking for and typically like what I expect to discover on the platform. You know what I mean? If lower quality artists are are there doing their thing, it's fine. But if that's all that starts being driven in front of me, it's going to chase me off the platform. And I'm just going to go discover music only on music blogs, which is a very limited list and is going to kind of keep me locked in to less discovery and more what these particular blogs like to post about, right? Because that's going to be a person that actually just likes certain kinds of music. And so they're, they're featuring that. So, you know, we need this to be in the music industry. I feel like Spotify needs to stay very open and open to discovery. Otherwise, you'll jump down a rabbit hole and very easily be stuck in it. And I never like to be boxed in in music. I like to discover, you know, 
uh, just a large scope of different kinds of music so that I really can wrap my head around what is out there and not feel like I'm hearing all of the same thing over and over again, which does tend to happen in the suggested area of my playlist. So guys, this is Jacqueline Jacks for the Daily Jacks. I hope you enjoyed my um, report today on Spotify. Caught you up to date for the whole month. I'll be back again very soon with another Jacks Daily. Have a great one.